0: Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District of the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports. Now, here are your host, Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer.
1: Welcome back to Hawks Live. We are here every Thursday at 7 o'clock on Seattle Sports 710. I'm Michael Bumpus with Paul Moyer. And now we are joined by the man himself, Jackson Smith and Jim. Jackson, how you doing, man?
0: I'm gonna blame that on our producer here. Sorry. There, now
1: you're out. You open. hear me, me?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> How you What's doing, going man? On? I'm doing great. Great to see everybody. Great to be here.
1: Yes, yes. Thanks for coming out, man. Hey, um, there's a lot to talk about, right? Ohio State. Um, everyone remembers that Rose Bowl game. Obviously. What you've done the last couple weeks, but you know we do prep before the show. Our, our producer NASA hits us with a whole bunch of facts about you. I didn't know you was tearing it up like that in high school, man. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's ridiculous. What? 82 touchdowns in 44 games, man. In the state of Texas. Now I'm from California, so you know we like to claim we got ballers. You know Texas got ballers. Florida got ballers too. So I show some yeah, love, yeah. man. Um, when, when did you realize? I know it was probably always aspirations for you to to go to college and play in the league, but was there a moment in high school where you're just like, yeah? I'm that guy and and we're gonna make this happen
2: yeah i would say um my junior year i would say that's when it clicked to where like okay i could be a professional uh, at this sport and luckily lucky lucky me here i am
0: well i'm i'm looking at a senior year and we so jsn i'm let let me before i go on this you're now jsn How weird is that? I mean, look, there are people like Tiger, there's DK, there's a few people that's just a single name. Somehow it's transformed to JSN. How do do you feel about that?
2: I feel good. I feel like it's a lot easier to pronounce (laughs) than uh, (laughs) in Jigbo all the time. So I don't mind it at all. I heard the name in college and, you know, just been sticking with it ever since.
0: You and I were chatting, and my kids are are in Dallas, and he's from Rockwell, Rockwall, excuse me, uh, Texas, which is just outside of of Dallas, a little kind of northeast, I guess, right? Um, I'm looking. They just had a new bond that came out. They're building a $150 million high school football stadium. Wow. Which, again, is crazy. Now, Rockwall, you had about 3,000 students. Just talk about high school football there. We, we bring it up a bunch because we had a few guys who were in Houston, and they go, oh, we got the best football And in Florida. But, you know, Dallas, Allen, you guys, you know, just talk about that moment.
2: I may be biased. I know you're from Cali. Okay. But in Texas, I just feel like it's second to none, you know. Um, the city the support you know uh, football's religion out there and I was blessed to grow up um to where you know people cared about football and you know the stands were packed and you know I just Friday night lights you know it's a real thing but um just growing up with your friends and 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 going to high school and, and playing together going down you know the road to state you know there's nothing like it it's it's I wouldn't say it's like the movie Friday Night Lights, but it's, it's close for sure.
1: No, I, I feel it. Um, the culture's different in Texas. Yeah. They, they, they believe in football. You know, out here in California, man, you got to pass some levies and some bonds and stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Out there, it, they, they just do it. Um, I love hearing about how guys became the person they are. Me, I grew up, I didn't have a a brother or a sister, so I just out threw my boys on the block. But you have a brother, Mm -hmm. man, who's a professional baseball player, man. I would would imagine there were some battles going on in the field, on the court, on the diamond. Like, what was that like, and how did he help you in your development?
2: He's actually in attendance today. Um, Cannon? Yeah, that's my dog. There he is.
0: future mariner i love it
2: (laughs) yeah i know um just growing up we were competitive you know like you say he plays baseball you know at the highest level and you know it was tough it was tough he beat me a lot um i'm starting to catch back up with the the wins now um kind (laughs) of making it even but you know it was hard but i wouldn't be the person i am or the athlete or whatever you know without my big bro um leading the way and showing me you know how to get
0: it done well, so he takes the baseball route. You take the football route. I'm guessing he looks like he's a football player, too. Yeah. So he, he played definitely football. played. Yeah. And did you play baseball?
2: I did, yeah, for a little Just bit. Just
0: talk about who was better at what.
2: Uh, he would definitely say he was better at football. He played, <laughs> he played football longer than I played baseball, so i give it to him.
0: He definitely got that bill. He looked like he hurt somebody. Yeah.
2: Now, you, you end up going
1: to uh, the Ohio State University uh, wide receiver You man, um, I mean, you got Wilson, you got Olave, um, you're out there, you got um, Marvin Harrison, you got Emeka, who's a local kid from this area. Yep. Uh, why did you choose that program, and what is it about that program that developed such good receivers?
2: Yeah, um, what stood out was the development. And uh, Coach Meck, starting with him, our strength coach, one of the most known strength coaches in all of the country, um, you know, I knew that he would. You know, if I stayed the course and listened to coaches like Coach Brian Hartline, being in the room with guys like Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, all the guys that you mentioned, that, you know, I would, you know, uh, be sitting here, you know, hopefully going first round like I did, you know, and just being able to go down that road, I think was, um, I seen it, you know, I seen it, um, how it unfolded for others just staying the course is what I'm trying to say. And, And I knew that, you know, being in that position, I could do the same.
0: You're wearing a sweatshirt. It's got some burnt orange on there, though. Yeah. Um, what what were, you? were you? Were you a Texas fan? I mean, I know in Dallas, I'm not sure which direction yeah. that goes.
2: Growing up, when I was small, I was an A&M fan. My dad was an A&M fan. And then around middle school, uh, I went to the Texas OU football game and like every single year. I uh, thought I was going to go to those uh, colleges, either Texas or OU, but um, didn't. Ohio State was my first big offer, my junior year, and you know once I didn't have Texas, OU, and all those guys from home, and Ohio State offered me, I was like, forget it. We're just gonna go, go be a Buckeye.
1: Man, I want to ask you uh, some X's and O's, man. Um, We broke down your very first touchdown. Um, You're at the number one receiver. Tyler Lock is in the slot. You got the post. He has the corner. Buderbeck is at the safety. He ends up going with the corner, and then you're wide open. When you lined up and you heard that play, is that what you anticipated? Was it a bust by the safety? Like, walk us through that whole uh, scenario.
2: Yeah, so we had a crossing uh, concept. And yeah, I was hoping for uh, cover four to where you know they have their quarters. And uh, Buda Baker, You know, he usually doesn't make that mistake. A great football player, obviously. But you got to respect Tyler Lockett when he's running full speed at you and makes a cut. So he respected Tyler Lockett the corner, and Gino see me coming down the middle wide open.
1: And that wasn't an easy catch, neither. It was kind of yeah. behind you. You had to put the brakes on a little bit. I know yeah. people are like, oh, it's wide open, great through, Good good throw. Gino got <laughs> you. But uh, yeah. I appreciate that about you because that's easily the average dude might have just dropped that and, and yeah. tricked off the bag for their very first touchdown. For
0: sure. Well, they're definitely starting to create things for you. Matter of fact, the winning touchdown last week. And one thing that jumped out at us, I go, oh, he's healthy. I mean, the, the, the quickness that you had. And early on, it looked like they were just trying to get you the ball. You know, whether that was bubble screens, quick screens, just, you know, let's just get them touches. Have the plays expanded over the last few weeks for you?
2: Uh, yes, sir. And I feel like you see that, you know, on the field. And, you know, I'm just excited to continue to take on bigger roles. You know, um, had a little injury, a little shakeup in the beginning of the season. Um, but return you know quickly to play but i'm starting to definitely feel like i'm getting my groove and um, just trying to learn and and grow uh, week by week
1: when they set you down and talked about how they're going to use you with this team and and, in the preseason i go man let me see my guy catch some some pump returns they put you back there something told me they told you to fair catch it they just want you to uh, uh to get possession there it was pump return something you wanted to do I doubt they put you back there now. Uh, obviously, yeah. the 20th pick, they you want to protect know. you and nah, make sure you, you're good. But is that never, something
2: you wanted to do? Yeah, for sure. I, I felt like uh time I can get the ball in my hands, it's good for, you know, my team. So, you know, I definitely would go back there. Uh, like I said, the injury in the
0: beginning of the season. But, you know, you might see me back there here in a few weeks. I, I love that. Look, you guys are talented. You're talented at Ohio State, obviously in the receiver group. You're, you're talented here. I mean, there's obviously DK Tyler. I mean, throwing D. You. I mean, Bobo doing some stuff. Yeah. And we, I was talking with Bump Bump played. And he was a wide receiver. I was a DB, right? Uh-huh. So we didn't we didn't complain about touches or yeah. or opportunities. <laughs> what is that like? And you know, again, you're, it's a crowded wide receiver room, and you can't give everybody ten touches. But yeah. I just how's that dynamic work? Um, you know,
2: I feel like Coach Pete Carroll in the front office, they get guys who want to win, you know, first and foremost. And, you know, I can sense that on everybody in the receiver room. And, you know, yeah, yeah, it feels, definitely feels good to um, go for 100 yards and catch three three TDs. But I feel like we have guys in our receiver room who just want to win and, you know, know. You know, just take what's given to them. You know, uh, week by week, because you don't know um, what's going to happen if it's going to be your day or not. But I just feel like I, in the receiver room, we approach the game the right way. Um, you know, Tyler Lockett, especially um, him leading. You know, him leading us.
1: What was that? Uh, that final drive like last week, right? You guys get the football. You got a chance to win the ball game. You're driving down, and then you get inside with the 15-yard line. And you hear your number being called, man. Walk yeah. us through the intensity in the huddle during that moment and then what that moment was like. When you heard the play call, you line up, you see you getting pressed off the edge, you got the safety over the top. If, if DK takes care of that, that corner, you're good to go.
2: Yeah, I mean, first I would just say, um, you know, once we got the interception and we were going back on the field, I felt, you know, very comfortable. I felt, you know, everybody in the huddle felt, you know, comfortable that we were going to go down there and score. Um, you know, I think that was Gino brings that presence. You know, hey, we're about to go down there and win the game. And uh, we believed it, made a good place. You know, um, being in the NFL, a lot of games are won in the four minute, two minutes. So this is something we practice a lot, a lot. And I feel like that's what prepared us to go out there and do what we do. Um, hearing my name called, you know, every, every play, you know, RPO that has me involved or whatever, you know, I'm always thinking, hey, I could get this, what am I going to do and, you know, It was my time to get the ball, and DK made a great block, and, you know, we won the game. Hell, just long enough, because you know we'd be holding as receivers. (laughs) Hell, just enough to let them
1: go. You're always
0: holding. You know that. (laughs) All right, enough football stuff. You're, you know, here you are. You grow up in Texas. You go to Ohio State. Now you're Northwest. Your brother's here. You know, just talk about a little bit, one, how you like in the Northwest. Yeah. What do you like to do in your free time? And um, you know, just maybe even a little bit about your fam. I know it's kind of three questions, but <laughs> you, you can take it anywhere you want. Just give them a little bit about you.
2: Yeah, I mean, Washington's been, been beautiful. I mean, the, like I said, the weather's been unbelievable. I got here in April, uh, spent a lot of time in the summers, uh, spent a lot, a lot of time on the golf course. There you go. Uh, on Lake Washington. Again, the whole feel uh, for, the, for the city, and it's, it's been unbelievable. Um, definitely super excited, you know, that I'm here as a Seahawk. Couldn't see myself anywhere else for real. And, um, yeah, I mean, going to Texas, going to Ohio, going to Seattle, I feel like I've seen everything now. But it's been amazing. All, All right. and right. know That's, uh,
1: the like you. Jackson, Smith, and Jiggle, we appreciate you taking time right. out of your Thursday. Time. Give it one more time for my man. Lots more to do when we return right here on Hawks Live.
0: Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District at the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court, live
1: on air on Seattle Sports. Welcome back to Hawks Live. i Michael Bumas with Paul Moyer here every Thursday at the Dining. This is presented by the Dining District at the Bellevue Square Center Court. Man, Hey, so it's time for us to go inside the film room. We love breaking plays down, and um, now the first play was a fun play because they got their bro- throwback jerseys on. And uh, they get inside the five-yard line. And we're thinking, come on, you got to finish, right? Before this game, the Hawks were 1 for 8 in the red zone. And they put Jake Bobo in motion. And some greatness happens here. Cut number one.
3: Single setback, deep behind Gino, who goes under center. Bobo goes in motion. Bobo gets a handoff. He stops, cuts back inside. He is in. Touchdown, Seahawks. You want more, Bobo? You got it. He's been doing that so far in this season, coming in motion and being the lead blocker. That time he got the handoff, stops, cuts back inside from three yards out, dives into the end zone. The Seahawks are on the board (laughs) 6-0.
0: Go for
1: it. All right, so on offense, once you get down there, you see number 19 in the game, you're thinking two things, right? They're going to go up top to him or they're going to use him as a blocker, which they've done plenty of times out here. So what they do is they put Jake Bobo in motion. Geno's under center. They start him from the left, move him to the right. And the left side of the line shows zone left blocking, right? Because typically Bobo's in motion, and he ends up blocking the backside DN. So the left side of the line goes, look, we're going to make it look like Ken Walker's getting the football. You look at the right side. Now they're looking stretched right. They're showing that jet sweep look. So Jake Bubbo gets the football, and the line parts like the Red Sea. <laughs> now, I think it was designed for him to get outside, but he becomes a football player. He sticks his foot in the ground and says, you know what? There's space right here. I'm going to get north-south instead of getting outside and score an easier touchdown. It would, he would have to work a little bit if he were to get outside. He probably could have done it. But um, this, to me, is a great example of Shane Waldron holding on to a play for a while and saying, okay, now's the time, week eight. Let's go ahead and, and, uh, and put it to work.
0: Yeah, and, and as Steve had mentioned and you, we have been running that play, and they were expecting something. Their defensive tackle ran right upfield, and he ran right by him. <laughs> it's like uh, he has the ball. But he probably thought, again, there's going to be some form of trap or something on this thing. But uh, it, you're, you're right. I thought Shane called a really good game. Uh, he did a lot of cool things, you know, early in the game, obviously late in the game. But this is also just Bobo making a play. I, you know, he'll never be timed again in a 40 the rest of his life. It <laughs> does not matter. But he's got just a feel for the game and some athletic ability that, you know, he stopped, made a cut. He's big. He, he scores a touchdown. We got not three touchdowns. Uh, at least, back
1: of the end zone? No, yeah. two. Got two.
0: No, no. That was, that was, just, that was a running. He's got two receiving ones. I yeah and remember we had the, oh you're the right coach, yeah. the, coach had. And you're the very right. first one is when mm-hmm. tyler lockett went and got in the football right um that was more in the back of the end zone his first one three touchdowns from an undrafted free agent come we'll, on man we'll take it yeah that's good stuff
1: all right this next play julian love picks off pj walker after a heads-up play by jamal adams
3: third down and three walker from the shotgun slots to both sides Forward in the backfield. Walker's going to throw. Ball tipped up in the air. Ball is intercepted by Love. Love gets it just inside the 45-yard line. The Seahawks defense does it again. They do what they have to do. They tip the ball up. Jamal with the tip. Love with the pick. The Seahawks now in great field position. And we have reached a two-minute warning. 1.57 to play in the game. Seattle with the ball back. They trail by three.
0: Yeah, you his, see? He, oh, just a huge play. I mean, you know, nothing magical here. We, we decided to, to bring um, Jamal Adams, uh, it, so we sent five guys after the quarterback. Jamal actually came underneath the tackle. Guard was a little late in, in sliding out. They actually had numbers to to pick this up. But Jamal being heads up, uh, jumped <laughs> high, and I don't know if I've ever actually seen a play like that before where a quarterback drills him Right in the helmet, and boy, we <laughs> needed it because what there was right on two minutes left in the game. Yeah, uh, maybe th- three. I can't remember the exact time, but we needed a turnover. We needed a big play at that moment, and we got it. And I think Julian Love has been is playing as well as anybody we have on our team right now. We we are so deep. We do not have a weakness on defense right now, and we can play so many different combinations. So heads up on. Uh, Jamal Adams, but a nice play by, uh, by Julian Love as well.
1: Yeah, I, I got a question for you. Like, people look at this play and think, oh, that's the easy interception by Julian Love. I look at this and I go, that reminds me of a receiver being wide open running down the field, and that football is just hanging in the air, and it seems like it's happening for a long time. Man, what, what is it like for Julian Love? And then it's different, that's, too, because not fun. Guys are, he's in the middle. It's not like he's, he's 20 yards behind the, the deepest guy he's right in the mix and got to go up there and make a play
0: well and on top of that i can't who, who's uh running there as well it might be jordan brooks i can't remember so jordan's looking for the ball too I and mean, they could have ran into each other but the ball is not a spiral to right. you i was telling why is it so hard they always go oh a db dropped a, a ball they, that's why they play defense back not wide receiver i said no because it's not thrown to you, you have to go get the football, and it's you know a lot of times it's you know a wobbly pass or it's thrown behind you or low, and so yes, those ones are very similar to. I just broke you know a 90-yard potential touchdown. No one's within 20 yards of me. Please don't drop this, <laughs> and that's not what you want to be thinking when you're trying to catch a football.
1: Uh, yeah, I've uh, I thought that several <laughs> times. Thankfully, I didn't drop it. <laughs> All right, this next play. Gino Smith finds JSN for the game-winning touchdown.
3: Gino from the shotgun. Lock it wide to the far side. JSN. He gets the throw near side. Turns out field. Got a blocker. Touchdown. Seahawks! No flags. DK Metcalf with a great block. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Turns up field and takes it in the front corner of the end zone. What a drive by the Hawks. Thank you, Julian Love, for the pick. And Seattle goes back on top, 23-20. to
0: So we talked with JSN earlier, who shows his quicks on his play. But let me ask you, when you watch this from the end zone, does this look like an RPO?
1: That's what he said. He said it was an RPO. Oh, he did say it was? yeah. Okay, I didn't hear him say that. He said, um, when your name is mentioned in an RPO, you're okay. Excited. Th- that's
0: yeah. so foreign to me. It's new. So I don't know what offenses are telling people. What made you that.
1: think well, what gave you the indication it was an RPO? Our
0: offensive line. And you go and watch our center and our right guard, I mean they are aggressively blocking that and I see uh, Charbonnet start to step inside initially for it. Gino doesn't even look for the handoff. Right. He just it's it's quick game outside. And what impressed me, uh, there's a lot of things that impressed me, is it looks like a run to the the people who are having to defend the run. But JSN's quickness around here, I mean, they got this covered. He's got the guy on him covered. He just runs away from this guy. It's not even close. And obviously, DK, you know, with the block slash no hold um, is beautiful.
1: I think um, this is good coaching, too, and a good play design. Because you have an RPO but you're throwing the football behind the line of scrimmage. So you're telling your offensive lineman, you can climb to that second level because we're throwing the football behind the line of scrimmage so there's no illegal man down the field. If this were an RPO where Jason were crossing the line of scrimmage, then, you know, it's not going to be – it's harder for the offensive line to play that because they got to kind of wait to see and feel what the running back is doing behind them. So, no, I I like this, man. You get pressure off the edge. You're one-on-one with the safety. It's two-on-two on the outside. You like those numbers, especially oh, yeah, for with sure. a guy like J.S.N. with a ball in his hand.
0: Look at Bradford on this play. Watch our right guard, number 75. Look how strong this man is. Yeah, This man moves people. So why don't you tell the audience, I know we all know what RPO is, but why don't you just tell them what RPO is.
1: So an RPO is a run-pass option. What Geno does is there's a defender that they are throwing off of. Now, in this formation right here, you got a too-high too safety look, and you have a nickel, I believe, that's inside of – Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's reading him. He goes, Look, if he bites on the play fake or if he blitzes, I'm gonna throw the bubble screen at J Sim. If he stays, then I'm going to run the I'm gonna run or if he bubbles out with JSN. I'm going to run the football. So Gino, I think they showed the, the blitz pre-snap. That's why he was able just to eliminate handing the football off to Zach Charbonnet and say, all right, we got 2-1-2 two on, two on outside. I'm going to give it to my youngster and let him do his thing.
0: Because they pretty much send the house on this thing. I'm even looking at the free safety. He's got the tight end. There's, it's zero coverage. Yeah. It, or it, it looks like two initially, like mm-hmm. you said. And then yeah. They bring the guy off the corner on JSN side. The safety ends up picking. He's looking at the tight end. So this is an all-out blitz. And so I guess one thing we don't really talk about is what a great um, decision by Gino. Yeah. You know, so because I don't know if we'd had anything in the run game. I don't think we would have.
1: All right, man. Those are your three plays. We're breaking stuff down. When we return, it's time to talk that talk, man. We're going to talk about uh, three things there. It could be (laughs) Leonard Williams, it could be the Ravens, Geno Smith, who knows, Jason Peters, all of that and more, man. Hey, um, make sure you get out to the Bellevue Collection Dining District. So many great restaurants to choose from today. We had our pre show meal at Central Bar and Restaurant. I had, like I said, I'm basic. I had the steak tacos. If you got good tacos, I'm at least give it a try. And, and see what's up with it. what you have
0: i i went tacos too but i went with halibut a little more refined than steak um with a little bit of see they they get my humor a little <laughs> bit of cauliflower and uh, a lot of water
1: uh right, make sure you join us here at hawk's live at Bellevue square center court we have a chance to win gift cards from the dining district at the Bellevue collection tonight they're giving away gift cards to central bar and restaurant in daniel's broiler like i said when we return we will talk that talk that's next right here on hawk's live It's time to talk that talk with Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer on Hawks Live. We're live, baby. It's Hawks Live. We're still live in this piece. What? We got our soldiers, man. These are our, our Hawks Live soldiers, right? Well, Once you get to the, the, the second to last and the last segment, these are the ones who really care about you, Paul Moyer.
0: I you have remember been- that. I, well, I know our peeps. I mean, but I've not seen our crowd clear out quite that <laughs> fast before after JSN yeah. left. But uh, this is still our, our most favorite place. They, they treat us right.
1: Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. All right. It's time to talk that talk. You ready to do this? Yeah. All right. This is where we go back and forth. We bring up some topics. And uh, Moyer reads one. I read one. And we try to agree or disagree. Right. And the first one, I'll go ahead and get us going, man. Leonard Williams makes this a Super Bowl caliber defense is that true false thoughts what do you think
0: well I've I've certainly have liked the direction our defense has gone since they've been saying since week four we're the number one defense in the league since week four now we're in what week eight uh nine we had a bye week so week nine so you know we're, we're talking a four or five game stretch there so that's pretty good um but i believe so and, and and the reason why is it allows us from a matchup standpoint i think the biggest reason why we end up getting Leonard Williams was w- the offensive lines we were about to face yeah. philly is a great offensive line I mean, You we we got to have some girth in the in the middle there we're we're, we're not that big defensive line so you got to have that and the same thing we got 49ers twice and obviously this week against baltimore here's what i will tell you a bunch of my talk that talk stuff is going to be decided after this weekend.
1: I was going to say.
0: <laughs> it really is. Because if we can dominate, I don't want to say dominate, it's going to be a tough game. This yeah. is a tough game we're about to play. You know, Lamar Jackson's completing 70% of his passes. He's having a great year. They've got receivers all over the board. They've got a good line. Defense is really sound, physical. But I think we are too. And if we go and beat Cleveland, the number one defense at the time, and I don't know, is Baltimore number one now? Yep. So back-to-back, I don't, how many, I don't know if that's a, That may be the first time in history for the Seahawks, back-to-back number one defenses that you're going to face. Um, th- it'll say a lot this week, but I, I do believe it makes us a Super Bowl-caliber defense. I thought we were pretty close before that.
1: See, I didn't think we were that close. I thought the Hawks were a get-out-of-the-wild card, and see what happens type of team. But then things start to happen. The Niners lose three in a row. The Hawks find a way to beat a really good defense. The game they didn't lose as of late was against the Bengals. You felt like they could have won that. Should have won that. Should have won that. So they started to show me some things where I'm like, OK, this team is better than I expected. And I, honestly, the defense is better than I expected. I thought the offense would be the side of the ball to kind of push them yeah. uh, towards greatness. So I look at this pick and I go, I love the pick. You need help in the interior it still allows room for the outside guys to grow and what the interior guys do is they force the quarterback to vacate and help these outside edge rushers so i look at them and i go super bowl caliber defense i'll see you after this week so so i say no not yet
0: so let me ask you a question this is a fun segment do you see a weakness in our defense no because we can match up in secondary. This, that's what's been missing, right? Yeah. And then I think Jordan Brooks, along with Bobby Wag, Jordan Brooks is. I mean, he's playing electric. He's playing elite, elite stuff, man. And then you throw in Mafé, what he's starting to do. And again, Draymond Jones does not get enough credit. And Jaron Reed, what they've been able to do. And then Bobby has got this, you know, Fountain of Youth thing that's just kicked in.
1: And and we haven't seen Jamal's best game yet. No, he's getting better. He's getting healthier and healthier. So I say not quite. They're really close, though, in my opinion. yeah, Really close.
0: So I, I, this kind of goes to my next question. Maybe we've already answered it. But the Seahawks, when they win on Sunday, will it shift your expectations for this season?
1: Yeah, definitely. Now, this is, um, they got a gauntlet coming up, right? Yes, they do. You got the Niners twice within a few weeks. You got Philly. You got the Cowboys. But this is like the warm-up before the month-long gauntlet. So if they get this done in Baltimore, East Coast, they've been great on the East Coast. So I don't even think that's a factor anymore. It's more just matching up. You're playing against one of the more responsible quarterbacks in the league right now. I don't think Lamar gets enough credit for what he's doing over there. He's got a new offensive coordinator in Monk who came over from the University of Georgia. Um, He started the season kind of slow, trying to figure out who he is and how he fits. You got Zay Flowers over there, who I feel like is the best rookie receiver so far this year. Um, His run after the catch is crazy. There's only three or four elite tight ends in the league every year. They got one over there in Mark Andrews. Odell Beckham is is banged up. I don't expect much out of him, but they also have uh, Gus Edwards in the backfield and Hill as well. Edwards is banged up. Beckham is banged up. We'll see if they play. So if they get this done, this is a quality win. Lamar Jackson is something like 17, 18 and one against NFC opponents um, throughout his career. He's uh, I think he's like the third most winningest quarterback in the last like X amount of years. There are a lot of hidden stats when you look at the Baltimore Ravens. So if they win this, to me, they go from a get out of the wild card type of team to you're continuing to get into the NFC championship.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about this game because I I really think we match up well defensively with them and obviously getting Williams in is going to be good. It definitely changes for me because now you go six and two. We got the Washington the following week at home. You're seven and two. Then we go on this gauntlet. Um, But the gauntlet is the 49ers twice, Philly, and and the Cowboys. I right. mean, that's, that, that's a road, right? But now you're, as I mentioned. And the Rams, too. Well, I'm not worried about the well, Rams. Well, the Rams always play as well. Cool. Yeah, I get and, and don't get me wrong. We played a bad half versus them. Yeah. We were, had the lead at halftime in the opener. I just, you know, we, we had a bad half. I mean, to me, that's the only thing that's, uh, that's hurt us this year. And we couldn't score in the red zone versus Cincinnati. We dominated that game. We dominated both sides of the ball. Right. We just couldn't get the, the thing in the end zone. And that's going to be important this week as well. But you're seven and two after you, if you win this game and and, and the, you, got, you got Washington, I got Arizona, the Rams. I'm just I'm just throwing numbers out. Now yeah. I'm nine and two. Yeah. I get, if I split those four games, you know we're eleven and four, and I, I don't even remember who else we got left. But uh, games that we can we obviously can win. This game it sets up the whole season and i think it makes them realize we can play against any type of football we can play powerhouse we can match up with a team like cincinnati that throws a ton out of the football 49ers may want to run it a ton um, yes it, it changes everything for me after this weekend
1: this is what i need to see the rams excuse me the ravens have eight interceptions as a team that's top 10. Geno stone the safety over there has five of them things on his own mm. Kyle Hamilton over there is a good safety as well. So um, different type of challenge this week. Last Very week, different. it was all about the box. It was all about that defensive line. This week, you respect that defensive line because they do lead the league when it comes to sacks. But the back end is a, it's a bit more better at that safety
0: spot. There, it's going to be tough. I'm really interested in the game plan. It's going to be hard to run on these guys. Last week, you know, we talked about you know, Cleveland was upfield. They wanted to get through a knife between a guard and a tackle or a center and a guard. They were upfield, upfield, upfield. So they created havoc. But with that, they also created lanes. So you could hit on a big play. And we hit on some big runs. This team is, they are bull rush, run first, a little bit of two gap. And then they're and then they aggressive in, the, in their pass rush. So it's really an interesting challenge this
1: yep, week. I agree. All right. Here's one for you. Gino will outplay Lamar Jackson on Sunday. I'm talking better completion percentage. Lamar is completing 70% of his passes. He's accounted for 14 touchdowns overall, nine passing, five rushing. Has only turned the ball over three times, three interceptions. What do you think about that matchup?
0: That—that that is, that is the matchup. Because, look, I think, like last week, our defense needed to outplay Cleveland. We did. I think... I think Gino has to outplay Lamar. Now, he's not going to have as many rushing yards, but I think he has to get more total yards. He has to have a higher completion percentage. And because I'm picking us to win this game and and Gino has to outplay him, I'm going to say yes. And I don't know how confident I am in that.
1: (laughs) I think Gino can not play as good as Lamar. And the Hawks can still win this game because they can rely on the run and their defense and i think that sometimes quarterbacks look great in between the 20s you get in the red zone and things happen but i think this is the game that gino gets right it's been a while right the last two weeks was have five turnovers i want to say and two
0: a, two of them in the red zone last year he did not throw in, he, he had 17, 17 touchdowns yeah. zero interceptions uh-huh. this year he's eight and two i want to say eight touchdowns two interceptions He's got to get above 50% completion in the red zone. No turnovers.
1: All right. So I'm going to say Geno Smith will outplay Lamar Jackson. Let's go. And I'm right there with you. I'm just trying to put it out into the universe. Had that thing circle around, <laughs> land in Baltimore, and you know what they say, you know what, we got you because the Hawks have been playing some good football defensively. And sometimes that's all it takes, right? Your defense, hold it down, hold yeah. it down, let the offense try to figure it out. They rest for 100 yards a couple of weeks ago with Ken Walker. You're getting JSN involved, Jake Bubbles was involved. Um, DK was sick last week. So now I think all is going to be healthy, all is going to be well and we'll get it done.
0: I'm hoping so. Lamar is, Lamar is a problem. So hopefully we got something for him.
1: All right. Well, we got something. We got one more. One more segment to go. We got something for our faithfuls right here. Go Cougs. I see you with the hat right there, baby. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we'll give you our show recap and final thoughts. Keys to victory. That's next right here on Hawks Live.
0: Hawks. Live, presented by the Dining District of the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Live on air on Seattle Sports.
1: Welcome back to Hawks Live. I'm Michael Bumas with Paul Moyer. We are live at Bellevue Square Center Court. This is the part of the the show where my posture changes. I'm leaning back now, <laughs> kicking it. I'm with the family. You know, we're, we're if we could have beverages, we would have beverages right now. And you came up with a good uh, a good suggestion for this segment, Moyer. I want to say more yeezy, and then nah, I, I say Moyer,
0: Moyer, and I,
1: then I got all my words mixed up. So with Moyer, okay, Moyer.
0: Yeah, all I right? don't want to mess with. I don't want to. I can't get into B Waltz. All right, robe. I feel
1: you. I, I respect that about you, man. I respect that. So we're gonna go through the Hawks schedule, and Moyer wants to predict what their win-loss is going to be at the end of this year. So when you look at it, talk me through it, Moyer. What do you think?
0: Well, because we talked about how important this game is, and we'll know a lot more. And again, yeah, this weekend won't define this team. We're going to keep getting better. We're young. You know, we got Leonard Williams. You know, it's going to take a, a bit as well. But if we win, which I'm counting on us winning, we're, we're, we go to 6-2. and two. The next game, we have Washington here win Mm -hmm. 7-2 we're 7-2 then we go to the Rams I'm just telling you that's a win I mean uh, Stafford has got a bit of a sprain in his elbow there they're just we had a bad second half I don't expect that again even though they are a bit of a a pain in our side but now we're 8-2 and and it gets interesting because now we got San Francisco Thursday night at home Thanksgiving right Thanksgiving We got to win that one, and that that's revenge to me. Mm -hmm. I'm winning that one. Sorry, guys, I'm taking that win. So you're taking
1: the next four.
0: Well, because I think what's favorable, I got Washington, the Rams. Look, Baltimore's to me is the is the litmus test, right? And that okay, where where are we truly? And if if we lose that one, we'll have to redefine ourselves a little bit with you know the 49ers in Dallas. But I'm getting that one at Dallas the following Thursday, which is really cool because. The Cowboys play on Thursday. We play on Thursday. We all come back the following Thursday. That's going to be a great game. I, I'll give that one to them. I don't, you know, I think the Cowboys are pretty good. Uh, we're going to have a big following there, though. I no, there's a ton of people I've I've talked to that are going there. So now we're nine and three. We're at the 49ers. I got to give that one to them, even though I think we're going to beat them. I just That'll split. You know, yeah, yeah, we split it. So yeah. now now we're nine and four. Philadelphia at home. Look, it's prove-it time. we got to get that one, 10-4. I think we match up well with them, too, but that, that'll, be a, that'll be a playoff game. Then you got Tennessee at Tennessee. Do we win that one? I'm what? winning the one at home at Philly. Philly, okay. Yeah, I'm going 10-4. and four. Look, I'm, I'm taking us to – you asked me if we're a Super Bowl caliber <laughs> defense. Then we're at Tennessee, and we got Pittsburgh and Arizona. You win Come on. those.
1: you win those. Come on,
0: I mean, it literally stumble on one of those. We're talking thirteen and four, 12 and five. That's so weird, odd number, but that's why this game this Sunday is so big, yeah, so big. I
1: I agree hundred percent with your analysis of the schedule. The only thing that would derail anything that happens, knock on wood, are players
0: injuries going no.
1: down, right? And and. At some point, someone's going to go down. That's just how the NFL works. Hopefully, it's, it's not someone that you really depend on. But on the flip side, you can look at the other teams and say they're going to deal with the same thing, right? you got to stay healthy. We see the 49ers and what they're dealing with in their health.
0: It just right? shows you, man. Matthew
1: Stafford um, is an old man in the NFL. We'll see how that works. Dak Prescott is one of the most unreliable, expensive quarterbacks the league has to offer for you. And then who is Tennessee? Well, Will Levis threw for three touchdowns, yeah. four touchdowns uh, last week. Did they win the game tonight? We haven't been paying attention. I think they, Anybody? They,
0: they were up like ten or thirteen. Nothing. We'll Steelers won. Oh, Steelers came Steelers back. And beat won. Them. So the never Steelers won. So the Steelers got that game. Let me pull. They're always tough. But we got to, we got the Steelers at home. Um, can sure. I ask you a question?
1: You can ask me whatever you want to, Paul.
0: You. We were talking about injuries. What's the one player on this team? We can't lose. It's Gino. It's Gino. I, I, I agree with that. Don't get me wrong. And it it would hurt us because Gino is our leader, and he I think he's I know where you're be. going though. Uh, but, but I'm like you know I, I think I think Drew could could weather the storm for us. But okay, take away the weather. quarterback. He, he's
1: got to win. He well, I, th- I I think
0: we could. Yeah? is my point. Forget the quarterback. Name me one player we can't lose.
1: Right now, the way he's playing, I think, is Jordan
0: Brooks. I'm, I might go. I, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on it. We lost Cross You can't be
1: with me both times and come with someone else. Who, no, who are you I, thinking?
0: Uh, number 21. I Leather's was going to say that. I, number, number 21. I what, I just a, what he does, match up inside, outside, his toughness. To me, it makes us a complete secondary. Um, I'd hate to lose anybody, but I think we have depth at a lot of positions. That one, to me, would really hurt.
1: Okay. Ain't mad at it. No. I'm not mad at any of y'all either. Our fans who <laughs> stayed here hey, man. even after the young man JSN left, man. We appreciate you guys. Special thanks to John Radigan, Jackson Smith, and Jigba for joining the show. Our board operator is Max Strobel. On-site engineer is the lovely Brennan Rogers. Production assistant is Chelsea Sanders. And our executive producer is Nash Chowi. The Seahawks pregame show is live this Sunday starting at 7 a.m. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Bumbas, with my man, Paul Moyer. We'll be back next week right here on Hawks Live.